Hi, welcome to the Connect2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. Mark, you are dressed like a man who has been enjoying some time off. I am enjoying summer, that is for sure. Excellent. Hey, what episode is this? It's season this two. This is uh, episode, well, this is seven, if you include the short little one as episode. Okay, call seven. it seven. Let's call it wow, seven. seven episodes in season two already. It's yeah, insane. We're doing awesome. That would be 50, what, our 59th episode all together? That is correct. Wow. Um, so the only week that we've really missed is last week. That's right, because you, and that's what I think we're going to talk a little bit about your adventures today. You were away on a fairly extended trip to the northern uh, parts of Canada. Yeah, but so it turns out not long enough. Not long enough. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not for the obvious reason, not long enough. Okay, well, so, we'll uh, talk about that. So if you're new to the channel, rate, review, and subscribe. Um, we do have a YouTube channel as well, or we have a YouTube uh, broadcast that is part of my... Uh, my youtube studio um and uh sparky doesn't get any coffee but we have coffee <laughs> and in fact we have coffee from the yukon ah yes so just to be clear yeah mark went up to the yukon and you popped in in, a, in out of alaska right did you make it to alaska? Uh, no. oh didn't make it to alaska i made it very close to alaska but i did not make it to alaska uh, that's for true. a variety of reasons but could you see russia from there uh <laughs> no but i uh so then the reason why is kind of i made a mistake at the early part of my trip and uh, that was that prevented me from being able to make it into alaska ah, so. well we'll talk about that so uh today's coffee is from bean north roasting out of the oh, yukon okay. it, and it's funny because the location of the roastery is actually it's not in whitehorse it mm. says it's whitehorse but it's actually it's like half an hour out of it's in the middle of nowhere and nice. uh really just, nice but it's got a cafe and there's all kind there was all kinds of people in it it was actually really nice it has a little patio and little cafe awesome. but it's really in the middle of nowhere nowhere yeah, yeah. it's near the um uh takahina um hot springs which are currently in the process of being rebuilt oh, okay um and was actually really nice, nice place to go. That but, is phenomenal. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, which is near where I got my dog boarded. So, oh, there's probably a story there too. Well, just for well, because because we went on a boat. Oh, okay. So yeah. just a day boarding thing. Nice. Yeah. So this yeah. coffee is called uh, Mexican Maya Vini, mm, and it's is chocolate, nice. clean, bright, and smooth. And it's organic fair trade coffee. It's, it's good. Isn't it an amazing world that we live in now where you can you've got coffee being roasted in the you know, like all, yeah, up in the Yukon, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and believe me, they like a strong coffee up there. Yeah, this is definitely on the strong side. It's yeah. got a, and it, I, I make them all about the same. So you, you, I really like the Bonavista almost better than this. It's a little mm. smoother and yeah. a little less. Uh, this, this this tastes this like camping coffee. Can, yeah, I was about to say this is giving me a bit of a jolt there. So. Yeah, this has probably got good, good, smooth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, do you have a, a dad joke today? Oh, we got Sparky. I do. Sparky, All right. official guys. It's it's another Star Trek dad joke. Oh. Okay. So what do you have? What do you get when the chief operations officer on DS Nine runs around the uh, promenade? I don't know. Warf speed. 
Oh boy, Sparky's not liking that. Hey Sparky, <laughs> you don't know what the true definition of gaslighting is? Oh yes, you do. <laughs> you have to think about that one for a second. All right, Sparks, we'll see you next week. <laughs> you go. I always enjoy a little visit from our our canine friend. So, uh, what have you learned? I have to think about this. Well, it's been a couple uh, weeks since we've have you seen the James Webb telescope? Personally, no. no the, the image I've, that was yeah. Printed. Did you see no. it in scale, like perspective? No. So um, I will hopefully, if I can figure out how to do this, put a link to this. Here it is. Mm. Yeah, just sort of come up in in. Uh, so is there a picture of Earth? It also says you are here. <laughs> well, it kind of uh, it it kind of expands out right. from the. I had it. Now, I've totally this lost. It. This is the like the oldest picture of the universe that we've ever taken. Is yeah. That right. And while it is the oldest, but it's um, so with the Hubble, they did this thing where they decided to point the Hubble. Then uh, this was many years ago to a section of space where they thought there were no stars and they yeah. did this deep space field. Yes. And then when they it processed the images, the, um, the images were so um, there was, it was filled with galaxies. I remember that. And then, yeah, somebody actually did the math and it was like an area they thought was empty actually has like billions, perhaps billions and billions of stars. So they're, they're, it's hard to get your head around so they, the vastness of the universe. The thing that they did is they did a comparison between these deep field views from Hubble, okay, and this one from the James Webb Telescope. And like in Hubble, it looks like it's empty space, yeah. And then James Webb, it's full of stars, yeah. Surprise! So it is, it is astonishing. Wow. So this is, uh, these are all from. So you'll post before. that. I will post it. that That's once awesome. I find it. Uh, but it's a, it was like a, they basically kind of zoom out and you can see sure. like how small the space is, that right. they, how narrow a focus is. is that, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. It, uh, I don't, you know, our minds cannot comprehend like the sheer vastness of it. It's unbelievable. Well, and the other thing I learned about, uh -huh. uh, well, actually, why don't you you sh you share what whatever you learned? Okay. And then I'll this because this is kind of an interesting. One. Well, I'm kind of nerding out on this YouTube channel. Like, there's many, but the one in particular, it's called Not Just Bikes, and it's uh, it's urban design commentary by a guy out of uh, originally from London, Ontario, but now he lives in the Netherlands. And he's not a traffic engineer or an urban planner, but it's become kind of his passion. Right. And so I just watched a video on how they they traditionally in North America determine uh, speeds on roads. And it's really dumb. And so his whole video is really? about how, how much better they do it in Europe. So in, in North America, what they do, and I guess this goes back to farming roads, they have somebody go out and measure, take a whole bunch of sample speeds, and then they eliminate the top 15th percentile and they set the speed at, at around the 85th so if everybody's just traveling like when there's no speed limit right when it's, right. the road is new if everybody's traveling if 85 percent of the people are at 60 and, and below they set it at 60 and it's just completely unscientific uh and he then went in to talk about how psychologically most of us drive kind of in a not a stupor but you know we're on autopilot right yeah 
and that we respond more to the road conditions than we ever do to some kind of arbitrary sign. So in Europe, they've been designing roads so that the road subtly tells you you need to slow down. So instead of having a straight road through a neighborhood where they then put a sign that says 40 kilometers, they'll make the road kind of curved or they'll put trees where you can't quite see around the corner. All these subtle design elements that as you're subconsciously driving along, you pick up on and you just slow down. So they don't they don't have to try to enforce you know, arbitrary speed limits on a road where it feels safe to drive at 80, but they're telling you you can only drive at 40. Well, they did that. Wild. They did that with uh, 99th Street and Scona Road. So uh, when they rebuilt right. it, they they were having huge problems because the sidewalks are right up against the road and yeah. people basically drive too fast. Exactly. So they started putting up all these. There's all these little posts the decorative right. post and they're quite close to the to the road and what happens is as you, if you're driving too fast it feels like the the walls That's are coming perfect in example. so it basically uh forces you to slow down yeah because you're not comfortable having these things as close as they are right and <clears throat> moving as fast even though they're out of the range of most mirrors and stuff like that yeah so, so brilliant you know brilliant design yeah. uh taps into people's like natural behavior without mm. having to kind of force uh cool yeah so i thought that was interesting so that's one thing i learned you learn anything else i'm just getting into i guess somebody has released a bunch of documents about uber oh, okay and uh i'm calling it that. the uber files <laughs> Great. and it's a it's one of their senior executives who was there and i guess it's quite scandal ridden it might take down emmanuel macron uh, really? Yeah, because there's all this evidence of how they broke laws, they lobbied, uh, you know, very aggressively, they encouraged violence, right? And when they went into all of these cities and, and countries and basically disrupting the, the, the cab industry, uh, all of the sort of back backroom dealing uh, that Kalanick, who was their founder, was involved in to basically push through Uber, um, by any means necessary. So this guy yeah. has released all of this. He claims it's a sort of a existential crisis and he needs to sort of come clean. <laughs> that this is just hitting the, I just saw yesterday and I've already seen two or three stories about it in yeah. the main press. So this will be the scandal of the day. Uber. Um, well, that and Donald Trump. Although Donald Trump, I mean, it's amazing how a guy who's out of the limelight can, can consistently stay in the limelight. Well, this movie, right? That this this documentary that incriminates him. Uh, I saw oh, that right, guy right. has been uh, on the news. Has it been released? It's streaming on Discovery Plus, which is CNN's streaming service. Okay. And I guess it's pretty wild stuff. Right? <laughs> oh man! Like, so yeah, so that's kind of some stuff that I learned. What's I learned about thing? doxing. Ooh, did you get doxed? My son got doxed. Your son got doxed. Sort of. So um, my son is a gamer. He decided to, well, you know, gamers, they kind of often bully each other. Yeah, kind of, it's, it's a culture. It's kind of a culture of, of yeah, it's, it's a toxic mess. Yeah. And anyway. Just what you need for a 14-year-old. one 13-year-old kid off. The kid got mad and somehow figured out that Alex was my son. And then because he was my son, he found my phone number and wow. asked her, do you have a son named Alex? I said, well, maybe. And then that apparently that was enough to confirm. And they, they, so they sent pizza. 
Oh, no. So pizza is still one of the few food substances that you can order and still pay at your door. And most of them, like Skip the Dishes and Uber Eats, you pay in advance. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, although you think they'd be a little skeptical, like if they order a bunch of pizzas, I'm mean, gonna need 15 pies here. So, so unfortunately, uh, <laughs> the guy called. Uh, I mean, clearly he's from the U.S. because he ordered Papa John's, which ah, uh, that's a big sign. That's an American, more of an yeah. American pizza place, yeah. and uh, it's not a bad pizza though. I gotta say, I have not tried it, yeah, and it's, uh, it's surprisingly all right. And not uh, they had a, they had a, 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 the address was slightly wrong. But, okay but very close wow and the driver said and i said you know we didn't order any pizza i'm sorry like and uh and he goes okay i'll cancel the order and um and then uh the next day he threatened my son and said tomorrow you're gonna get swatted wow and um it didn't happen that day it happened the morning you guys got swatted well so apparently so in the u.s there would be a swat thing but in canada the police come and they knock on the door and say excuse me sorry for disturbing you yes (laughs) and uh fortunately because the kid had um included like my son actually screenshot the the threat right smart so with the threat we actually told the police they created a what they call an advisement event. Okay. Right. So yeah. when the police came, I gave them the number for it. I said, this is all part of a, an intimidation thing. That's sure. Going on. Yeah. And um, so, and I talked, uh, I just been in communication. I just got an email from the police. So the, the guy who called in the, 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 you know, it said Alex is being threatened to be kicked out. Of the so it's not a, so if they were really serious, they they would have said there's a gun and, uh, you know, something. Right, right. But anyway, I uh, said he was being having a fight with his mom, getting threatened to, and going like, yeah, no, he's asleep right now. So is my wife. And, uh, yeah, we've told you that this was going to happen, and it did happen. Wow. And um, so, but the call came from Virginia. Interesting. And then, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So, and, and the interesting thing is, like, on my Facebook, you there, there's no pictures of Alex. There's right. no allusion to Alex. He, he has been very explicit about how he yeah. does not want any of his personal information, images, or anything online. Huh. That interests me because, of course, we do post pictures of our boys. And, um, Depends yeah. on how serious there's a gamer so they are. so much shit going on. Well, I got him and a, one of his friends, they got ripped off in Roblox, I think. Mm. And so somebody in their... In their cohort who's actually been there for a long time Stole i guess him. the story is that he owed some money in the real world and uh, i don't know what the hell he owed money for and frankly we don't care but yeah he stole a bunch of their stuff uh by by selling it on another site and so uh i was like wow that again you know the the technophobe not technophobe but we think we're tech savvy as you know well, professionals and i mean we're certainly not tech uh noobs right but the layers of stuff that's going on is like well, and it, holy smokes so there's my, a market for stolen digital goods oh yeah and they're like oh absolutely well and my, my son pissed off this kid and this kid paid money to somebody to do this swatting isn't that amazing yeah so wow anyway um so yeah so now i've got a bit more expense i 
and do this was, you know, I'm always worried about that more from me doing it to myself, not from my son doing it to me. <laughs> But anyway. So now you have some experience that you did not want. Yes. <laughs> like so much life experience sometimes. So let's talk about Yukon Ho. Yes. So I went so. Uh, I went, and I drove to the Yukon. So, And I made a comment earlier on that. You I, should post a picture of your rig I on, will. The, on the Facebook. It uh, is clear that, that that rig is ideally suited to this type of trip. Excellent. Um, because um, for a couple of reasons. Um, so truck campers clearly are almost 50% of the campers out there in the north. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's about fit. It's, oh, it's, wow. It's, okay. it's, I've never yeah. seen so many. Yeah. Um, I guess the I guess the mobility is pretty good, right? The mobility you can is, take it pretty much anywhere you can go with a truck. Well, and I for the height. And when I've got solar panels on mine, so I can boondock pretty much anywhere. And you can boondock pretty much anywhere in the Yukon. Yeah. All no, the campsites are There's first. no laws up there. They just do it or you want. Well, they do have they do have some <laughs> laws. Um BC was a bit more challenging because their campsites are typically half reserved and half uh have first come first serve so right. i learned a couple of things one is i tend to get up late and then be prepared to drive late because the sun is up oh but sure people yeah. that's not what people do when campsites they go and they show up mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. at three or four in the afternoon and they're done for the day and then they settle down there's kind of like two approaches to camping for me the camper provides me mobility i can go anywhere i can go anywhere i want i can right. go as far as i want i don't have to worry about a place to sleep because i've got i've got the camper right? exactly yeah um bathroom breaks it's got a little bathroom inside totally. i can use it no problem wonderful so that's awesome um but so if I'm camping, if I'm camping with friends or family and I want to hang out, you know, you want to stop early, make a dinner, yeah. set up, stay a little while. Whereas if I'm camping to travel, I don't want to get out, right? So I just go in, I hang out in my camper. Sure. It's nice. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, it's incredibly quiet because it's a four season camper. So one of the real benefits of having a four season camper. Now it's not a true four season camper. It's more like a three and a half season camper. Okay. Well, because no camper, you'd have to, you'd have to camp in it in the, the deepest, darkest winter up North here with, uh, you'd have to, you'd have to camp dry. You'd have to have yeah, no sure. water whatsoever. Absolutely. Right. Uh, so even though it is, it would be time. great for, for certain parts of, um, the U S Right. Four seasons for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have Absolutely. no problem around yeah. zero, maybe even yeah. minus five, but you hit minus twenty and yeah. But I mean, no there's yeah. Okay. So, uh, but but because it's insulated, it's really quiet. Nice. So um, we uh, one night I boondocked. Um, and what does that mean exactly? So boondocking is where you basically camp, not in a campsite. All right. So just on the side of the road somewhere, parking lot. Well, I, I found a, so in, you're supposed to be a certain distance away from, you're supposed to be 30 meters, over 30 meters away from the center line of the highway. Right. Which makes sense, right? So, so if you're a trucker, there's like, uh, there's pullouts where they can stop yep. and they can sleep for the night, but for, in a camper, you're supposed to be a little further. Okay. So I was able to find a spot and I backed up Good. and it was right next to a big ru rushing rushing um river that 
I didn't really hear much of. It Good. was really nice. That's awesome. Any awesome. creepy pasta experiences? Uh, creepy pasta. Yeah. So there's all these great stories on on YouTube. You know, trucker nightmares and parking somewhere and then you know mysterious knocking in the middle of the night or somebody's on the roof for the rig and no, they I find didn't the have claw marks in the morning. I was like, ooh, might have been a vampire. Might have been a, <laughs> a werewolf, right? No, I didn't have no, any of that. nothing like that. No, no, no. no. Too bad. It was good. I mean, good for you, but too bad. So for it was just me and my dog. dog. I mean, uh, and uh, my friend who was supposed to supposed to uh, come with us, um, so we made it to Dawson Creek, and she was having two difficulties that eventually forced her to turn back. Right. So her first difficulty was her relatively new rig so it's a mercedes oh yeah chassis. really new right yeah i mean it uh, it did well about an hour away from dawson creek so you know it would have been six six hours in all of a sudden her mm-hmm. cruise control stopped working and that actually defeated any active um uh, collision avoidance or right. um, emergency braking kind of all that uh, all smart that stuff smart yeah. stuff was deactivated and you know apparently wow, it has a failure has a multiple it has a whole bunch of these sensors and apparently it's not uncommon for these sensors to fail yeah and um or especially when camera the vehicle to, is new you got to do that kind of yeah but apparently it's not exclusive to just new vehicles oh for, really for this for this mercedes okay active interesting award. yeah um, but basically, you just need one wire loose, and it disables the whole thing. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, <laughs> no fail safe. No fail safe. No tolerance. <laughs> um, so that was. So she was a bit concerned about that. I imagine so. And but but a bigger issue was her dog um, was okay for the first couple hours, and then started like whining and just being uh, like like crazy nervous vocalizing it in a way that was uh driving her bananas yeah 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 so yeah. this is not now, would the dog calm down when she stopped um yeah dog would come down when she stopped dog has not had an issue in other vehicles right that she's gone camping with. they went to saskatchewan they went to with other vehicles with other vehicles they went yeah. to um um uh, waterton Park. okay yeah. And didn't have problems, but apparently in this particular van, so she's been, she spent a year kind of planning oh, to get terrible. this thing. And, yeah. Uh, I and I mean, it's a, really nice. Yeah. She had a great sleep in it, but. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's a, uh, a vibration or. A, I don't know. There might be a frequency or, that's yeah. freaking the dog out or something. Something. Yeah. yeah. So I, my wife uh, went with her and they went to uh, so they're trying she's trying so initially she came back and she says that's it i'm selling this thing this was supposed to be my dream was to right. travel with my dog i saw it on facebook that she kind of listed it or yeah she's she, saying you know, she's, she's and this uh, is not an inexpensive unit no right? yeah well and they're almost impossible to get right now this right. uh this one that she got was the only one for alberta for this year holy man so they're just um like there's just a shortage right of, so she that, could sell it probably for some good money. She could. She could at least sell it for how much she got it for, probably actually for more. Yeah, but that's an but, adventure. Uh, but then she's still left without what she was yeah, yeah, yeah. desiring. So okay. anyway, so it was really unfortunate. Uh, it did make for uh, a different trip for me. 
but in the end that was great uh and yeah. here's the thing so i traveled the alaska highway went up to whitehorse yep. to haynes junction uh i met my wife and my son they flew into whitehorse for a couple of days yep. we took a we took a boat ride on um on the yukon river um we did all kinds of stuff it was it was really nice excellent um on the way back okay right uh, there was some uh there was some the alaska highway got washed out yeah okay so i'm sitting here going i have a problem <laughs> because uh i had uh, committed to be involved in a golf tournament and then oh, a wedding okay. two weeks apart right so th this was this trip was within the two yeah weeks. yeah 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 and so uh, a limited amount of time so i i had to be back i i left myself an extra day in case there was problems sure. and it was gonna be not but anyway uh so i ended up taking the long way back <laughs> which is so there's uh so if you get to watson lake yeah um and now apparently there's even problems between what uh whitehorse and watson lake because there's fi uh forest fires yeah, of course. But uh, I got to Watson Lake, and there's basically you can go down towards Prince Rupert, yeah, like the Smithers Terrace area, yeah, or you can go to, uh, or you can go down to Dawson Creek. So right. I went to um, the Smithers Terrace area. Right. So it's uh, it's called the um, uh, the uh, Dewar Cassier. I'm pronouncing oh, it. Oh, right. uh, Cassier Highway. Uh, Cassier yeah, Highway. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, Stuart Cassier. Stuart Cassier, yeah. That's it. That's a beautiful part and, of the country. And uh, we it was there years ago. Yeah, but uh, well, it has way ago. fewer fuel stops. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, fortunately, because I have a really big truck <laughs> and a really big tank, and it has a really big tank. It has yeah. like a 185 liter tank okay so my range it's really interesting when i go highway speeds with the camper i only lose about a liter per hundred kilometers really wow that right? is impressive so um but so i have a range of like 1100 1200 kilometers on one tank of gas wow that's great or one tank of fuel because not gas yeah um is it diesel? it's diesel okay yeah so the thing about uh traveling with uh uh so the Alaska Highway has got more spots, and right. I think if I had traveled with our, my friend, um, we might have had troubles on the on the Cassier. Um, okay, because because her vehicle, vehicle has a much smaller tank, right? And um, um, we would have had to she would have had to stop. And I will tell you that so coming down from Watson Lake, there the first fuel stop is like a Dina Lake, which is. I think it's called Dina Lake. And it's it's a long way. Yeah. And when I got there, it was there was huge lines for fuel. <laughs> right? And, and the stress starts, will they run out? Uh, and I just carried on. Oh, I you just, just kept going. I kept I had lots. Oh, because you had so lots, I, right. So I carried on. Nice. Um, I will tell you though that I also spent the most money I've ever spent on fuel was on that road. I imagine. So you know, you think, okay, well, you know, it's expensive in the Yukon. It was uh, about two dollars and twenty cents a liter per diesel. Okay. Right in Whitehorse. Yep. Watson Lake was two forty. Okay. Still, you know. Still pretty reasonable given the Bell Two, which is a a, a lodge where yeah, you take yeah. helicopters. It was the most expensive place I went, and it was 
$2.70 a liter. Wow. And um, there really is, you, you pretty much have to stop there. Yeah, there's no there's alternatives. No, wow. no place yeah. really after or not significant before. Um, I did, I mean, I, I did find a spot before Dina Lake, after Dina Lake, but before Bell too, but, okay. uh, you kind of, it, it's long. It's yeah. really long. Yeah. 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 Um, and I made it to Prince Rupert. I actually, instead of going to Smithers and then straight home, right. I actually made such good time and pushed pretty hard that I actually went to Prince Rupert and stayed in Prince Rupert's RV park. Isn't Prince Rupert awesome? It is remarkable. I love Prince Rupert. It's I would say the two, town itself, yeah, but the stuff surrounding the town, yeah. like it would be a cool place to hang out for a few well, days. I, I even like the town. Uh, fun fact, I saw uh, the Dark Knight in Prince Rupert. Oh, really? Because <laughs> we were on that trip and uh, our kid was just really young. Victor, uh, our young older son was just a baby. And then I went out and caught the movie at the theater in Prince Rupert. But I really liked it. It had a, it had a sort of a maritime feel. I remember some houses that were kind of like the multicolored houses. Oh, yeah. So again, that almost shadows of the East Coast. Well, it's a very, very small community. Uh, and it's, it's Did you see that Japanese boat? The haunted Japanese. No, boat. I, I, you know, I didn't spend a ton okay. of time there because. So this is something that, the boat that was I can't remember what year the tsunami was, but there was a tsunami in Japan, and this boat apparently got it was Pushed a all the private way. boat, and the person died, but it wound up floated across the ocean and wound up huh. on the shores of Prince Rupert like six eight months after, and so they uh, they looked into it. They found out who the owner was. So there's a little plaque, and it's mounted kind of like a. As far as I recall, it's almost like in a glass case just down by the water. Oh, I, Spooky I did, as all get out. I did not make it down yeah. to that part of the, the, the water. There, there's a whole bunch of rail tracks there. Yeah, and, uh, but it's a neat town. I, I, I'd love to go back. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was cool. So just outside of Prince Rupert, there is like a little estuary where the ocean comes in. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can... And I was taking photographs because it's really quite picturesque. And I'm looking and going like, what is that thing on the cell tower? And I, I, I have, I have, a, I took a really long lens. Like, oh yeah. Like a crazy long lens. Yeah. What it's, was it? Um, and it's a, it was a, it was a gold, uh, a bald man. eagle. Oh, not a man bat. No, not a man bat. <laughs> oh, okay. No, and, and so, and I'm looking <laughs> around and then I look and I see in the trees and I see, Two more little white things, oh, and yeah. then I, I zoom in on them, and there's so I saw three bald eagles. That's awesome. And I'd uh, I'd never seen a bald eagle in the wild. And I have to say the interesting thing about it is so um, there was quite a few mosquitoes in the Yukon. Yes. Okay. Not the worst that I've ever had in <laughs> Edmonton, but you know it's mm -hmm. definitely mm -hmm. worse than mm -hmm. here. Um, but the worst was in uh, we played it played, stayed at a place uh, provincial park in in northern BC and oh my god I have never seen like I, <laughs> actually that's not true I have seen that many mosquitoes once before uh, it was in a place called Baker Lake mm. uh, so um, people wear bug suits yeah so they, yeah 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 it was it yes was, it was like my dog had welts all over oh because goodness. there were yeah. so many mosquitoes. Yeah. My wife so, went somewhere last last year, the year before, and when she brought back the tape, you could hear an audible 
constant buzz and it was the same it was just like oh, was millions terrible. of insects i mean it looked spectacular because yeah. we were right at the water's edge camping sure. right at the water's edge at a provincial campsite but you could, couldn't spend any time outside yeah like so if you're camping there with family it would be miserable yeah right uh and the the camp operators they're wearing full bug suits isn't that interesting yeah. you know, well you know what my dad says Right. He always says the more the more beautiful place is, the more danger it is. Which he's a lot of fun to go traveling with. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> okay, <Exactly>. whatever. <laughs> uh, but the uh, the interesting thing is on the trip on the Alaska Highway, I've yeah. never seen so many animals on by the roadside. I was monitoring some of your oh, I haven't photos. even I haven't even posted. I can mostly. only imagine. I Bears. saw like so. I saw about ten deer, like. And so yeah. on separate occasions, I saw yeah, I pro as probably as many caribou. I thought they were moose, but they weren't. And I saw moose. You saw a baby moose, I thought. Well, or it was a a, it was moose. a juvenile caribou. Ah, okay. I did see a juvenile moose, but I didn't get a picture of that. Okay. Um, and I saw another moose. So I saw a couple of moose. Um, uh, I also saw um, I also saw uh, bears. Lots of bears. Yeah. Like lots of bears and uh i saw buffalo nice um uh lots of uh sheep right i thought they were goats but they're they they call them tin horn sheep like there's, mountain like a mountain goat kind yeah of there's like four different styles yeah. of uh of uh four different styles of uh racks that right uh, that they have okay so, anyway. nice uh yeah that is awesome what favorite part of the trip? Favorite part of the trip. Uh, I would say the favorite part of uh, my favorite part of the trip was really all the animals. Uh, and uh, oh, well, and uh, that leads to uh, the media I'm consuming. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so, so uh, the animals, what about least favorite part before we jump to the media thing? Least favorite part was the mosquitoes. Ah, yeah. By far. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, I tried to get, so I had uh, miscalculated. Um, I had planned out each day where I was going to end up. And uh -huh. uh, I wanted to go to Laird Hot, Hot Springs. Okay. So, um, which is really quite cool. It's a neat place. Um, but I stayed there basically too long. I was too anxious to make sure I got a campsite. So I got in early. I hung out all day and my original plan was to do that and then carry on. Oh, okay. And, yeah. um, and so that eliminated a day and that was the day I was going to go to, uh, Haynes. Alaska. Oh, Alaska. Right. And I right, never, right, right. so I couldn't, I, I couldn't squeeze in that extra day. Ah, and, and then my son and doesn't have a passport right now. His passport right. expired and, uh, we have a, an appointment to go drop off the particulars on, 25th so i have to do are you that. guys traveling no it's just i was gonna yeah. get so i tried started doing this process a long time ago and then it took forever for a variety of reasons <laughs> but uh and when i was ready i'm going okay i'll book it and i'll get sure. a day and then it was like two months ahead of time yeah the earliest they were booking well you know what i went on friday because we are going to hawaii in october and same thing the boys passport oh, man expired. you need to you need to go super and well, hang on. So I had heard all these horror stories, you know. So I went on Thursday, and uh, Paulette had pointed out that there wasn't as much of a line. Although all the last couple of weeks she's been driving by, and like seven in the morning, there's like 
freaking 300 people. So I was like, ah, what am I dealing with? Right. So I actually went, talked to the security guard and he's like, no, no, when are you traveling? I'm like, October. He goes, okay, so do you have an appointment? I was like, yeah. Should I be here like at four? Like my appointment's at nine. He goes, no, 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 no. Come around 10 to nine and you stand in that line. And the, this line over here, this is for the people that are uh, under 90 days. So it was really paid off to be ahead of the curve because I showed up at about 10 to nine. Uh, of course, the Rogers network was down. So even though I had to go to an ATM and get exact change, it's 114 bucks. And they're like, you can't give us 120 because we can't change. make change. And we can't accept extra money because if like thousands of people give us extra money, we're going to wind up with an accounting problem. So I had to be exact. Even despite that, it was still like an hour as in, out. Uh, they're going to mail us the passports. So, well, so the difference between waiting too long and being ahead of the curve, phenomenal. So I was like, well, yes. Apparently part of the problem is the waiting for it to show up. So it's one is getting the appointment. Right. The other part is now you're far enough ahead of the curve that I suspect you'll be fine. Yeah, they gave us a date. Uh, we have a tracking number. It'll be mailed out September 6th. So there's a fair delay about 10 weeks or something. And, yeah, well, it's, um, it's supposed to be a lot less than that. Yeah. But yeah. uh, no, it was definitely a backlog. But um, yeah. Anyways, I figure we still have September 6th. We're not traveling until the 28th of October. So we have about five weeks of leeway. I think we'll be fine. But I was so pleased because I was fully expecting I had taken the whole day in my calendar. I was like, ah, I'm going to have to be there at four in the morning. And But the guy was like, no, no, just come. You know, <laughs> this excellent. is great. That's Thank awesome. God. That's excellent. <laughs> um, so um media media so yeah. the thing that really helped me with my trip is i decided i was going to do a couple of uh, well do an audiobook so um uh, because uh, just to white horses when like, you say do you mean listen to listen one. to one no, it's about 2100 20 2100 kilometers to uh okay to um uh, white horse white horse yeah yeah and um the um so that's a long time that's an audiobook yeah so i went and i listened to book one of the expanse oh yeah caliban uh it's called the leviathan wakes and you know i, I watched the, the whole series and i really enjoyed it and i had read the first book okay. but it was nice to listen to it again yeah and then i did it who was it who narrates that one his name is called actors? Jefferson Mays. Okay. And he is remarkable because he does different inflections for the voices. So you can follow who is talking based, based upon on, his sure. slight different um, accents and all. And yeah. it was done really well. Um, there are definitely departures from the series, the TV series yeah. and the book. Uh, there are certain characters that are a little bit different. Right. The main events are generally there. There are significant events, and those ones are, yep, generally correct or the same. Yep. Uh, but uh, there's lots of in between stuff that's different because. And I on the way back, I listened to the, uh, book two, and I'm right now listening to book three. Nice. So uh, I'm really enjoying it. It is definitely different, but it is uh, it is uh, it is different in a good way. It's like. Listening to, it's like, I don't know, 
snuggling up to um, your, you know, in a comforter or something that uh-huh. just fits really well, but now it smells new. Oh, interesting. You know I mean? Wow, uh, that's a great so metaphor. It's, it's awesome. That's cool. Um, so you've yeah. been enjoying that? Of course, you were away for a while, so probably didn't. Uh, I didn't consume a lot of new media. Yeah. I did download a uh, an episode of of uh, the boys called Herogasm, which I thought was a season finale. Is not. <laughs> okay. It's not. And uh, there's a warning at the beginning of of, the, of that episode, which is really interesting, and it basically says. So we want to let you know that uh, uh, this is really not intended for. This is going to offend younger people, and then and then it says, "Who am I, who are we kidding?" This is going to offend everybody. Nice, right? Like it, like the, the, I will take a screenshot of that title clip, and it says, "It's just be be aware. Nobody was hurt, and we used an, a r- ridiculous amount of CGI to make this happen." Oh, okay. so it is. It basically so is superhero uh, orgy basically oh is, is in this thing and there's a lot of death and destruction as usual in the boys um i'm curious to see where it's gonna go um but <laughs> it awesome. is it's it, it basically says it says at the beginning of this episode we're gonna offend everybody so. yeah i'd like to say if they said there's you now and there'll be you after this episode. be warned <laughs> yeah. this will change you exactly. in ways that you may not 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 prepared not prepared for so that's it you'll not be the same person an hour from now yeah <laughs> that would be a great disclaimer so, i gotta watch that shit so i did get back and i did <laughs> i did catch up and watch the end of strange new ways oh strange new worlds wasn't that awesome oh my god i and uh, i didn't really appreciate well, in the previous episode with that with the surprise uh, uh death of oh yeah you know but, what what i thought was going to be a main character oh hammer hammer yeah like boom now they say he might come back because you don't really see him die well that would be a superhero right? movie until you see the body yeah they never he really might come back superheroes always um, come back but that last episode was really good it's really yeah it was remarkably good and so it was called uh was it called a quality of mercy or yes something? which is the uh and it's basically the other version of a balance of terror. Yes, which I immediately went and rewatched after. Uh, like I didn't appreciate it, was it, but awesome. I could. It was really well done. Yeah. And uh, the monster maroon uniform that, but slightly changed for the strange new worlds it, uh, aesthetic. It is. Uh, it was good. It was uh, remarkably well. Guy who played Kirk. Lots of chatter about he's not uh, yeah he's not Shatnery enough. He doesn't he's, have uh, enough of the the Kirk swagger. Yeah, but a lot of people made a good point because it's an alternative timeline. He he hasn't been the, the mm. he, he hasn't been the captain of the Enterprise, right? I, There's I all of think, these different, think, and they also said they didn't want from a, a an even show perspective. It's kind of Anson Mount's show, right? And Pike, and so if you have Kirk come in. And kind of too much Kirk, uh, that could have been problematic. So what I understand is he'll be playing Kirk slightly different next season in the main timeline, where he's had more of those experiences that we're familiar with. So well, maybe but it was I, understated because that's a role that could have been easily overdone, right? Like you could have easily come across as uh, you know an imitation, or but it just seemed like right? just a so, pale shadow of like what the kirk character well we'll see is. i mean he did you know he, he, like chris he pulled pine. that he chris pulled pine, that move 
Chris Pine really pulled that off. Right, but it's a different Kirk, though, right? I know. Kirk, whose I father know. died when he was a kid. He's angry, yeah. right? So they're saying it's all these different variants. It's quite subtle. Mm. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was... I, I thought I thought that was the only part that I thought was a little yeah. little weak, but, you know, it's a pretty niggly point. Yeah. The the storytelling and the, the depth to which they are doing such an amazing job yeah. is... Like well, it, and it goes I, back I, I then, think this is like the best series so far. Yeah. Um, like oh, I think so. In the yeah. modern era, for and sure. And it goes back, and, and now it gives you some of that, the backstory as to why Spock in the original series, the two-parter menagerie, where Pike is in the chair, is willing to basically throw his career, possibly even face the death penalty, to get Pike you know, back to Talos Four. Right? And people are always like, why? Because we never got the backstory. We knew in the cage they were served together. And now they gave it just so much filling in of the blank. of, of So it was like, these guys are really paying attention to canon and, and filling in those blanks. Kind of blanks. fan service. But, it's awesome. But it's fan Can't service. Can't wait for season two. Yeah. Oh, is that camera still going? Ooh, I think. Oh, better check No. Oh shit. When did we lose it? Let's get back into it. Well, hopefully we're still going. <laughs> we might have had a little cut there. We were just talking about Strange New Worlds season finale, uh, nerd note. Um, you'll hear it on the audio. Yeah. You might see a little blank title. <laughs> Sorry about that. Sorry. Um, so what else then? And Ms. Marvel. Oh, we're on. We've only watched two episodes. I'm really liking it. Uh, oh my god! Just haven't had a chance to we kind of fell behind. So how many episodes are you? I think we've only watched the first two. Oh well, I hear it gets better and better as it goes. Well, it 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 does, but I have to say, and this is aside from the storyline. So aside from the storyline, yeah, 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 yeah. What I am so impressed with this is, uh, I mean the the um, the main character is uh, Pakistani of Pakistani descent. Yeah. Muslim, right? Pakistani, girl. Muslim, yeah. Pakistani, and they don't shy away from it at all. No. In fact, they embrace it so much. And and I'm not giving away anything. There's, no, no. There's a part of the um, one of the, the the last episode that I watched. Um, she actually goes to Pakistan. Oh, okay. And, uh, and uh, man, what an amazing visual! Like just yeah, yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. A, you get such a huge sense of place. So independent of the story. Right. Independent of the story, which is pretty good. Yep. The embrace of a culture that we do not see almost at all Absolutely. in the West. Even in the early series, the second episode, they're talking about some historical facts. Oh, they do that all uh, through. I don't the remember the, 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 the separation. Great, the great, the, yeah, the, that's the, when they basically cleaved. I guess it would have been the British Partition, Empire. Partitioning. Partitioning, right? The British Empire. So colonialism. But I totally agree with you. They're they're just it's not satire. It's not it's just an honest I'm gonna say respectful, but but not in, in a well and heavy handed way. It's just this is a Pakistani Muslim American family. And this is what it's like. And the, you know? and the, the, uh, the characters awesome. are quite likable. They're yes. you don't see a lot of unlikable character that's right 
And yeah, you know, even the average Ms. Marvel's mom, it's just a bit of a pain in the ass yeah, at times. A little bit of the But she is remarkably amazing. Yes. And uh her dad's a bit of a bumbler. But charming bumbler, yeah, exactly. you know. And you know No, no, it just comes across as the as... brother is again is you know annoying to her, but still charming yeah and uh and the you know they've got family. cool friends and yeah. the extended family and you get to see like it was really interesting uh, as part of this uh this episode when she goes back to pakistan she goes and meets some of her cousins yeah and you know it reminded me of when i went to portugal and met my cousins and how friendly they were and how right. i mean they definitely have their own lives and all that sure. stuff. but and again it's not really it's not relevant to the story right. as much as it is just the setting of the time and yeah. the place. And it's, it's remarkable. It just, I found that too. It's just, they're just normalizing it. So well, you know, well done Disney. Oh my, uh, this, this because, is so unlike any of the other Marvel yeah. episodes uh, because of this, this, uh, instead of focusing on the characters, it's, I mean, it is, but it's also focusing on, the place and yeah. the culture in a kind of the Moon Knight was a little bit that way, right. but this is even more. Because of Moon Knight, you know, one of the showrunners is Egyptian. Yeah. So again, well, I think the director is Egyptian. Okay. Too. Yeah. But the, uh, and I think the two guys. But they didn't really go, the story did not allow for this kind of slice of life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's phenomenal. It's really it good. phenomenal. Yeah. And then we watched, uh, I think I watched it with my, no, I think my wife still needs to watch it. I watched the end of Kenobi. Oh yeah, I watched which that. I thought was pretty good. I, I really it, enjoyed it. I enjoyed it yeah. too. I thought it was incredibly well done. I saw it before the yeah. before I left. Um, I was uh, surprised at how well done it was, and it was really. I mean, it was basically a long movie. We're back again. <laughs> some I think bumps. we're gonna wrap it yeah, up. Yeah, well, I was just saying, Kenobi was phenomenal. Oop, why is we getting a card? Well, oh. That's why. Okay. Bye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna have a short video. Yeah. You, uh, list pod list podcast exactly. listeners are gonna get a little extra we'll content. Keep working on it. There you go. So I will see you not next week because I am now going to go on my adventure on the West Coast Trail. So when I see you next, we will uh, we'll be on the other side of that uh, that adventure. Okay. Assuming I don't fall off a ladder, I'll see you in okay. a couple weeks. Okay. All right, Mark. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs>